Hey, welcome back to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church podcast, where we have conversations about leadership, we get behind the scenes of church life, and we dig into what it looks like to follow Jesus as we find our way together. Please join me in welcoming our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, where uh, I'm really excited to have uh, what I feel like is a, a, a kind of a special conversation with a longtime uh, member of our church leadership, uh, Pastor Rick Zwiers, who is in the process of retiring. Tricky Ricky, welcome here to what may be your last podcast conversation. Yeah, it's great to be here, Jeff, and uh, I'm looking forward to making this one of the last ones. Yeah, for sure. Other than the retirement, which obviously we're going to talk about in the in the, the course of this discussion, um, how are things going in your world these days? Maybe update us on kind of how your family's doing. I know you're spread kind of across the country now. How are things going? Yeah, family's good. We actually just returned from BC recently, and so got to catch up with some of the family out in our BC province, and uh, we made a little uh, a brief landing in Alberta as well with some other families. So uh, from that perspective, from kids and grandkids, uh, we're trying to stay connected and uh, they're all doing well and doing their thing. And uh, yeah, we just, we celebrate that. That's been awesome. You know, we talked about this in the last couple of years, but when, you know, when, when people experience big life circumstance changes you know they 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 get a career or change jobs you know things change drastically or they get married and things change drastically have kids things tra- change drastically we've kind of joked that when you all of a sudden have grandkids things at some level change the most drastically would you say that's true for you and carol yeah that's an experience that's so almost impossible to describe um and they they change obviously quickly and just just being able to intersect with their lives has really made a huge impact uh for carol and i and and yeah we we get to be uh involved in their lives you know obviously the ones in bc it's a little more tricky but but nonetheless uh we feel like uh, this is a really exciting season one unlike any other in our lives so it is pretty special for sure yeah that's awesome hey uh again we're going to talk about all the, the church stuff and retirement but in this kind of last what we'll call the final descent of church work uh, like how are how are things going just as you're tying things up yeah the it's been a you know, I've really appreciated the fact that when we set out to uh, land the plane, we created quite a runway. And so in the in the last number of months, especially, there's been uh, just constant uh, figuring out how to how to do that, do that well. And, yeah, I, I, I know that in East at Easter, we kind of handed the ropes over to Nate Carey, which I'm super excited about. And so there's been a process of kind of equipping and, and, and downloading things so that we can do this as seamless as possible. Um, and then there's just the intentionality around some of the things that are kind of dear to me, whether it be life groups, first impressions, or getting in some last visits. Uh, yeah, there's all of those kinds of things, uh, 
connecting with new people. So yeah, I feel like things are winding down as it goes church wise. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, this, uh, ironically, this is the last week coming up. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah. It's interesting. Like for, for other church leaders who, who track with our conversations here, it's, it's, it's an interesting lesson, I would say, in succession and transition. And as you said, Rick, <clears throat> I think one of the advantages in our context was the the length of time, kind of the advanced notice and lead time and runway that you, you describe that gave us all a chance to kind of really settle on what works for you and you and Carol and you know, gave us time to kind of plan and consider options and really let God direct into what seemed to be kind of the most natural fit uh, in in a transition, and it's it's really felt great the way that that uh, the loose ends have been able to tie up. Yeah, and I'm I'm really just incredibly grateful to the church and to the our leadership and board of elders for the ways in which we've been able to uh, make this transition. I think it's I'm, I'm trusting that it's I'm. It'll be good for our location and good for Nate and Carrie. And, and certainly from our end as a family, we just feel, um, yeah, incredibly grateful and, and honored just the way this has played out. So, yeah, I want to, I just want to be transparent about that and say thanks for that. That's great. That's great. Hey, let's get into this conversation. And I guess first things first, um, just describe for us what it's like to, to get to that sense of a, of a finish line. I know that this was a conversation for you and Carol for some time, certainly included a number of us kind of over the months and maybe even the years, but describe what that conversation was like for the two of you. And, and I guess at the end of the day, Rick, how did you know that it was time? Yeah, it, it, it's, it definitely is a process. And uh, certainly there were some, you know, there are some kind of writing on, there's some writing on the wall, I suppose. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the first dominoes probably to drop was Carol retired in 2019 from teaching. And so that was, you know, unique in its own right as a, as a household. And then, uh, you know, here we are coming out of COVID and so on. And increasingly, I think over the last you know, a year, year and a half, I, I was just, I mean, we, we knew that 65 was going to sort of be the magic number of making a decision like this. But um, from our family perspective, I think we were just increasingly discovering that, you know what, we wanted to just be more present, especially me huh, with kids and grandkids. Um, and uh, to dedicate more time to free space up for those kinds of things. And I think the other piece that was probably bigger than I initially thought was uh, just the feeling of uh, almost running out of gas relationally, uh, especially when you think about my working career being, you know, 24 years in the school system and 18 in the church, like, it's so intense relationally that um, I felt like I I was just getting to the end that way, and that that probably precipitated some of the 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 conversation of saying, you know, may, maybe it is time, maybe it's now the the appropriate time to consider what that finish line looks like. And and 
you know, you're tapping into some deeper theological stuff that I'd love you to speak to, you know, knowing this is the end of a vocational era. How has your, how have your thoughts formed just about ministry moving forward or your sense of calling or like, how does that shift as a job, a full-time chunk of space devoted to this kind of stuff? How did, how does that shift when the job ends? Yeah, there's going to be, I, I, you know, it's a, it's kind of a strange question because you really don't know how the next six to 12 months play out and even beyond that. <clears throat> but nonetheless, I, I feel like for me, the, the, the thing that I probably cherish the most uh, in the, in the 18 years that I got to do this is just the, the other's orientation that I was enabled to experience in a job setting. And that's been a big part of my ministry over the last 18 years for sure. And, and I can't imagine because it's kind of true to who I am. I can't imagine that being really any different. It's going to look different, obviously, because it, um, it's not, it's not something that, that I get paid to do, or it's just part of who you are. And I feel like that, that will become an integral part of moving forward is like, what does it look like for Rick to make a contribution to other people uh, moving forward? So. Yeah. I know the word ministry we've said before, isn't a, a job. The, the word ministry means service, a minister. The word is servant. And it's intended just to be service for the common good. So hopefully your ministry continues, but your role as a minister will, will significantly change. So yeah, it'll be, and, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And, and I know that I will look for ways to serve in the context of this community moving forward. I feel like that's just going to be part of who I am and, yeah, it'll just, yeah. It'll just, it'll look different. Yeah. So let's spend some time reflecting then. And, uh, you know, like you said, you spent 18 years, better part of almost two decades on our church staff. So w- when you think all the way back to first joining our staff team, I know you were a part of the church before that time. When you joined our staff team, what were you hoping for? Yeah, when I, you know, when I was thinking about that, Jeff, I, you know, I was thinking about the time you and I and Carol, actually, we met in a Tim Hortons before I even took on this job. And, uh, and I, you know, we, I was really struggling with what to do and wanting to know just how I should move forward with this. And, and you had, you had coined a phrase or you know, a few words that were really inspiring and just encouraging me to recognize that in as much as I had influence in a school setting, your encouragement was to see that my influence could impact a greater or a bigger circle. And uh, that was really uh, significant and instrumental in my willingness to kind of say, you know what, I'm going to let I'm going to, I'm going to listen to that and I'm going to allow God to lead us in that. And so for, for me personally, joining the staff team was an opportunity 
to leverage my influence in a different way. And that never got lost on me in the 18 years that I've been able to do this in, in both kids and as a location pastor. Um, I feel like uh, that was what inspired me to join the staff team. And that was what I was always hoping for uh, in, in the years that I was able to serve Southridge. Hmm. Now, in this stint of 18 years, you actually leveraged that influence in two very different ways. You did about an eight-year run originally as our kids pastor, originally just in St. Catharines and then serving uh, all of our locations for a bit. And then as, as, uh, as we launched the Vineland location, you made the shift to be the Vineland location pastor, which has been the last 10 or so years. I mean, reflecting on those two roles, maybe there are two different thoughts. Maybe it's one thought. What what would your fondest memories be of contributing in those ways? Yeah, I mean, uh, when I started in kids ministry, it was kind of like creating a brand new day. And uh, <clears throat> it was certainly was uh, a great way to leverage some of the skills that I, and practices that I had learned in a school setting. And I, I for sure um, was so um, thankful for just the sheer volume of people, volunteers who helped me get that, uh, those, those things going in those early days of kids ministry. Um, I remember the, uh, what was probably a really cool experience was just trying to align the Sunday morning experience in the kids world with what was going on in the adult world. That was a huge investment in that era. Uh, that was pretty special. Uh, going multi-site was, crazy, uh, intimidating, but, but also really cool to see what we were doing Sunday morning, you know, to, to have it develop in all three locations was, was awesome. Um, and then, you know, in 2012, launching this new location in Vineland, um, it was, it was, uh, for me just trying to, uh, become familiar with as many people as possible in a short time, just fostering a lot of new relationships. I met so many, so many amazing people who were passionate about life and faith and, you know, what it looks like to follow Christ. And, and I, I think that's, you know, that's definitely a highlight. The other thing that really stands out obviously in our location is just, um, implementing our, our anchor cause and, and, and just being a support and a lifeline and, and and getting in relationship and friendship with our Caribbean friends like that that's that's been really special so yeah those are the things that first come to mind yeah you're you're tapping into maybe the, the even the bigger perspective because certainly while you were a, a, a staff vocational leader around here you and Carol have also been church members um, when you look back across the whole 18 years, how do you feel like you've most seen Southridge change, hopefully for the better? And, you know, when you look back to what Southridge was versus who we are today, almost two decades later, like what, what are you most celebrating or, or proud of when it comes to what God's done kind of in and, and to and through our church uh, over these years? Yeah, I, I would I would say that probably what what 
I mean, our, our kids drove us to Southridge initially, and certainly the uh, the attractional model that we were as a church in those early years in the 2000s, especially around 2003 and and beyond, and early early on was was a, a drawing card uh, for us even as a family. But what really shifted over the years, especially when I think back to you know you remember Jeff when we were introduced to the concept of simple church, like the the moving towards three uh, definitive programs, the moving towards a, a more of a participatory approach to to life and faith, uh, not and even a Sunday morning services like that. That was really significant, I think, in our shift uh, as a church over the years, and uh, certainly tracked well with Carol and I, and certainly. Uh, felt like it it made us the church that that we what that we needed to be and so yeah I'm 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 definitely uh, grateful for that it's been a been a journey but I think it 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 helped us become the kind of church that we were seeking to be yeah there there is a big difference isn't there between just attracting a crowd and the work related to attracting a crowd versus trying to 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 move people towards Jesus and foster 24 seven lifestyles of full devotion. Those are two totally different objectives and kind of what you do as an organization and as a whole community changes drastically when you're shooting for those, those different outcomes. Yeah. And if I could just interrupt a minute, like the, the, the piece that really rings true with my, my spirit and probably because I'm, I was, you know, trained to be a teacher, but the experiential approach that we're taking towards faith is really life-changing. And, and it, it really describes well who we have become as a church. I guess a, a follow-up question to, to all of that, like knowing that you had kind of the inside picture, you know, the, the, that inner circle in the meetings, in the retreats, whatever, you know, to, to leaders listening and to members who've maybe never had that, that opportunity, like what's one thing that you feel like people kind of out there should know who don't get to experience the work life within our, our staff and our staff culture that you'd want them to appreciate? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. Um, you know, we're our big staff. We have a lot of people doing a lot of different things across Niagara, but I think the thing that links us is there is a there's just an amazing passion for um, trying to figure out what it looks like uh, to be Jesus in a in a world that desperately needs Christ and. Uh, to a man and to a woman, there there's just so many examples of that getting lived out day to day, and and you know to be rubbing shoulders with people who just want to do that uh, in a setting like ours, who just care deeply about advancing God's kingdom across Niagara and even beyond, like like that that has been my experience over 18 years in working with uh, amazing colleagues 
Um, and yeah, I, I feel incredibly privileged to have been able to do that with them. Yeah, there is definitely a kindred spiritness that you kind of sense, but internally you actually really feel affirmed in, uh, you know, especially when the whole staff is kind of all together in, in that way. Um, let's, let's take another step back and just kind of reflect personally, Rick, when you, when, you know, when you're part of a community for that long, that goes through such substantive change, it's only because the people who are that community are being changed by God themselves personally. And so I'm just wondering, you know, in your, in your time, not just on staff, but in your time as part of our community, how would you say that God has grown you the most just at a personal level? There, there's a, probably when I, when I look back on my own journey of faith, um, I think there were a lot of things that I knew about faith. I think um, faith for the most part and for a lot of years just kind of, it lived in my head. Um, and I, I feel like uh, over the 18 years, how it's impacted me at a personal level is, is it, it helped me to understand that uh, what lives in your head has to be not only in your heart, but it has to kind of get lived out in your hands. It's, it's, it's entering into the, uh, the practical way of doing faith. Uh, it's, it's leading by example. It's being an example. It's, it's way more than just going to church. It's actually trying to figure out how to be the church and, 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 and that, that journey uh, of moving from head to hands or um, just making faith more tangible feels like uh, it best characterizes what God's uh, allowed me to experience over the last 18 years. So, And what would you say, if you, if you think about that, what would you say most contributed to that? What, what sparked, stimulated, prompted, uh, accelerated, you know, what, what, what contributed to the change in you the most being part of our community? Well, there's, there's a, there was a time even long before I got to Southridge where we spent a year in Honduras and, uh, I, I often believe that Honduras was the most transformational moment in our story but what what came out of my my experience at Southridge is an integration with how to figure out how to do missions right here in our own backyard and to begin to appreciate that that doing missions in your own backyard can can be the bridge to even more transformation is is really a part of the story like i feel like that that anchor those anchor causes that we that we have initiated in all three locations are the playgrounds in which we can really be impacted uh for christ um and it it, it makes such it's just a beautiful il illustration i think of of how 
um, spiritual growth happens is, is when we enter into those experiences uh, at a missional level with with people in our community. It it, it changes you, and and it certainly has changed me. And I I just so appreciate that. I know that pastorally, you know, you you have this not just a teacher or principal's heart. You almost have a a heart of a parent. We talk about the idea of spiritual parenting a lot, and I know. You know, across our community and across even Vineland in, in, in your purview, there are some of the kids, quote unquote, some of the, the, the people that you pastor and spiritually parent who track and kind of get it and God's doing really transformative things and others that it seems like, you know, don't track and not much is happening. And I, I guess from, from your vantage point, what do you feel is most necessary or essential for someone to really kind of get it and have that switch flicked on to embrace for themselves, the love and the invitation of Jesus. That's a really great question. I'm, I, I, I feel like the, the way that we get it or the way that we respond to the invitation is to put ourselves in a place um, where we intentionally seek relationship like if you want to experience the presence of god if you want to experience the presence of people you you need to be constantly seeking relationship and and you know i'm i'm obviously i'm trumping the value of life groups but it's way bigger than even life groups it's it's like being intentional in finding minutes in the day to be in the presence of God, but it's also being intentional and finding minutes to be in the presence of other people. And life groups is one example of that, but it can be Sunday mornings. It can be anchor cause. It can be other initiatives to just to, to, it can be your colleagues at work. There's just so many examples, I think of, of beginning to feel uh, closer to Christ when we actually foster relationship with other people. It's just how it works. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm looking at the clock and realizing we've only got a few minutes left. So let's 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 switch gears and just spend a few kind of our last minutes looking ahead a little bit. I'm curious to 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 get a, a bit of conversation about what life after vocational ministry looks like. So you know, as of this Sunday. Uh, coming up, this is your 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 kind of farewell, your your retirement Sunday. After Sunday, you're gonna wake up Monday morning. What does life look like for you and Carol? Yeah, uh, we we are gonna try to leverage some space and time to do some of the things that maybe we wanted to do for some time, and and for whatever reason haven't. So you know, uh, we've we've got some uh, exciting things in the forecast with family and friends and. And we got some camping on the horizon, and yeah, it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be kind of a little bit like just going where the wind blows for a little while, but but nonetheless, uh, we're we're pretty excited about that. Hey, you're reclaiming that school teacher summer break is probably what it's gonna feel like at first. <laughs> I really miss that. That that probably explains why I wanted a May exit. Yeah, that's twenty twenty years coming. Yeah. Um, Sure. You mentioned before that you're not sure about, you know, what, what ministry will look like, you know, are there 
Are there things that you do see kind of on the horizon, whether it's participating in a small group or I don't know, marriage mentoring or that you've that you've talked about? Are you kind of leaving it? Are you leaving it open for a period of time? I know you and I have talked about just the the kind of the marker of you know wanting to actually be released from that parental spiritual responsibility and maybe you know, the almost staying away from Vineland a little bit, obviously want to stay connected with the people, but, you know, giving the, the, the new Nate and Carrie pastor combo, a, a, a chance to really embed themselves relationally. So what, what, you know, have you had any ministry thoughts? All great questions. Um, and you know, it's interesting. One of the things I've experienced in the last, well, I don't know, two couple of months actually is a lot of people wondering like, where are you going to go? What, what are you what are you planning to do and you know what's moving what what does it look like moving forward and and you know i've often said to people we're not really going anywhere because a we live in vineland uh the vineland location is our home and we love the people there and so we we have no intentions of leaving the place um we we need a, a bit of a break for sure but i i imagine that at some point like um, we, you know, we want to make a contribution. We want to be difference makers. Uh, both of us care deeply about what's going on there. And so what, what that looks like, whether it's first impressions, life groups, anchor cause, like those are all things that we value greatly and certainly would, would, would imagine just continually making a contribution to moving forward. I'm wondering in these final minutes, uh, <laughs> whether we can just sort of give you the mic and provide any kind of final encouragement that you'd want to provide either to our community or even a broader group of leaders listening, maybe as your, your kind of last reflections or, or final pastoral message as we keep moving forward together, albeit in a, in a different way. The last, uh, for the last little while, I've, I've certainly, um, you know, have, been reflecting on the journey and and um, just anticipating with excitement, you know, the next uh, the stage of the journey. But the, the verse that has been kind of ruminating in my head the last little while is is the one in Colossians three seventeen, uh, where Paul says, "Whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of Jesus and and giving thanks to God along the way, so to speak." And 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 that that really rings true with my spirit. I feel like it's important for all of us, me included, to be consciously thinking about what we do do day in and day out, our words, our actions, and and to do them in a way that honors Christ and honors people uh, feels like what we're called to do. Certainly is something that I want to be ambitious about moving forward into the next you know, what we call the third third of your life. Uh, but, but in addition to that, I just, I just want to capture a heart of gratitude, uh, gratitude for what I've been able to enjoy over the last 18 years as a Southridge staff member in a, in a, in a beautiful community and just, and to capture that heart of gratitude moving forward into this next chapter of our lives. So, I mean, that would be my encouragement to everyone is that we would be those kinds of people. And uh, certainly that's going to be something that I'm 
very aware of and conscious of moving forward. Well, in the spirit of gratitude, Rick, uh, know how much we appreciate you. We love you and are grateful, uh, not just for what you've contributed in the past 18 years on our staff and beyond, but just for you and Carol and who you are and the way you've kind of grown with us and helped us grow with you for for the past two decades. Really looking forward to this Sunday, being able to, to honor you and uh, just enjoy that opportunity together with our Vineland community and, you know, even some kind of others who are going to track in Vineland for that Sunday and uh, really wish you guys all the best in a much deserved break and uh, an exciting, like you said, new third of your life. So really, uh, really celebrating you guys this week. Thanks so much, Jeff. And, all, and to all of you who uh, have kept tracking with us, thanks for being here today. We'll see you in about seven days time as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody.